Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Spectrum One is a big deal. You get Spectrum Internet with the most reliable internet speeds, free advanced Wi-Fi for enhanced security and privacy, and a free Spectrum Mobile Unlimited line with nationwide 5G included, all while saving big. For the big speed, big reliability, and big savings you want, get Spectrum One. Just $49.99 a month for 12 months. Visit spectrum.com slash big deal for full details. Offer subject to change. Valid for qualified residential customers only. Service not available in all areas. Restrictions apply. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. This is the Lombardi Line with Michael Lombardi and Patrick Maher on VSEN. Lombardi Line, as we welcome you in, everything's coming up Philly. Of course, you got the World Series tonight. You've oh. got the week kicking off in Houston. How about the number? We're going to have to get into the derivative market, Michael, the first half, the first quarter, and we'll talk about it because this number's jumped up to 14. First off, how you doing, Michael Lombardi? I'm Patrick Maher. This is VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. What's going on, Michael? Good morning, Patrick. You know, I was surprised it didn't get to 14. I mean, shockingly, you know, I, I mean, when I ran my numbers on, on Tuesday afternoon or Tuesday morning, I had this as a 16.6 game. Rare, right? But it's just numerically. And again, that's just numerical numbers that uh, based on what it takes to win and how many high, how many grades the team is in the bottom and the top. And Philly's, you know, Philly's obviously a very good team. That's an understatement. And Houston is bad in a lot of categories. So I had this as a I, w- I thought it would be at 14 pretty much most of the week. I didn't think it would get here. Now, the problem you risk when you're playing this as a as a eagle take it lay in the 14 is the only category Phillies remotely not good in is fourth quarter. And that's because the gate the, the the opponent isn't on the field, the opponent's on the scoreboard, the clock. So take a look at your board because it's popping up 14 mostly everywhere. I see DraftKings is still 13 and a half. Of course, Philadelphia at Houston tonight, the Eagles and Texans. And you just nailed it. They're averaging 21 points in the first half, Philly. 
They've scored 147 first-half points. They've scored a total of 49 second-half points. They don't have to score in the second half. That's been what's up with Philly. What I love about Philly's situation here is, of course, a short week headed to Houston. Remember, they had that bye in week seven, and Sirianni said, yeah, we implemented the game plan for Houston during that bye week. So they're going to be ready to go, specifically from the jump, as they always have been this year. They're 7-0 there's seven and zero ATS in the first half, Philadelphia this year. Well, and so you know, and and look, here's what worries you: Houston knew Tennessee was going to run the ball. They had Malik Willis at quarterback, right? So it wasn't a surprise. I mean, everybody knew that they were going to come in and try to get Derrick Henry going and try to run the ball. By the third play, he knocked off a sixty-yard run. I mean, like it, it, they know <laughs> they couldn't stop him. This, you know, and so like, what are we going to do? Like, how is this going to happen? What's the answer that they're going to get from the Houston defense? I I just don't see it. You know, to me, one of the areas you always look at on teams is when the other team knows, when when the teams know they're going to run it and they can still run it, that tells you a lot about the team that you're playing against. So, I, I have no I have no faith. Philadelphia is of the seventeen of the nineteen categories that I break down every week. Philly's in the top seven in fourteen of those categories, and they're only and they have a yellow grade in one of them. I mean, whereas Houston isn't good in any of of the fourteen, any of the of the nineteen that matter in terms of the top seven, and they they have twelve in the bottom third of the league. So it's kind of a mismatch here. The only thing that might distract the Eagles from covering is checking on what the score of the game is. First half number game. right now. Yeah, I I would agree with you. The first half number right now, the Eagles are laying seven and a half. The first quarter, the Eagles are laying three. You mentioned the Texans knowing the Titans were going to run the football. The Titans did. They ran all over them. Here comes a faster pace per play team in the Eagles, specifically yeah. how they jump out. I mean, they're just the second fastest pace per play team in football. So here comes a faster team on a short week. In Houston, Michael, the last three games, there's given up 6.3 a carry, which is dreadful. Here comes Miles Sanders and Jalen Hurts. Have fun. <laughs> yeah, I, and look, they they and Houston's offense to me is so generic. If you think the Denver Broncos offense is high school, it's way do you watch this offense in Houston tonight? I mean, it's just so basic. They've got no skill players. They've got Brandon Cooks, who's not happy with the situation. I think he felt like he was getting he's traded. Not playing. And they didn't trade him. He's not playing. I mean, he's obviously upset with them. I mean, they can't get a straight answer going on down there. So, like, I mean, look, am I surprised that this is not a very good situation in Houston? Not at all. I mean, their talent level – is not great, but they shouldn't be able to let a team come in and run the ball down their throat like they did. And, you know, and Davis Mills hasn't played better this season. He was actually way better last year than he is this year. So you're telling me the team is uninspiring. The team that had turmoil, they uninspiringly hired Lovey Smith. No offense to Lovey Smith, but it wasn't necessarily that didn't send shockwaves I mean, to the rest look, of the league. I mean, it's just so look, uninspiring look, Lovey what's Smith, happening right now. I mean, he's been a coach in the league. He was in Chicago. I mean, the whole Illinois program got better when he left. What is that? Correct. I mean, like, seriously. Like, I mean, it's just, I, I mean, I'm not saying, I mean, you got to go by what you see, right? I mean, he, he didn't do a great job in, in Tampa when he got down there. Then he got the then he got the Illinois job, and now he's made a lot of money in his life. Is he still have that same drive? He's trying to run the same defense, like. And then to me, knowing, knowing intimately, 
how the Patriots want to do things and how Nick Cesario was only trained one real way. Like, I find this is really oil and water. I don't know how these two mix. I really don't. I don't understand it. But, you know, you can't fire a coach every year. You can't. I mean, you can't. No. No, you're 100% right. John Ewing, BetMGM, just tweeted out, be be careful, because remember, this sets up for a backdoor cover here with the Texans. Road favorites of 13 yeah, no or more, doubt. Michael, since, since 2020. Road favorites of 13 or more since 2020 are just 3-10 and 10 ATS. You may not. Look, Sirianni's going to want to give his players a blow in the second half is really what it comes down to. So they're going to come yeah, out guns but, blazing first right. half, and that's what it is. That's what and it so, is. And so this is this is the perfect game for us as betters and a betting network to understand. Philadelphia will always be in control of the game. They will always be in the lead in the game outside of the three to nothing in the first quarter or something like that. Okay? They will always be that. However, however, that doesn't necessarily mean they're going to cover. That doesn't necessarily mean they're going to be able to do fourteen, right? Because last week against Pittsburgh, when you watch them play Pittsburgh, they were in control and they and they had the lead and Pittsburgh was never really going to challenge that. What was it, 12, 13? Or was it 10? I mean, it might have been 10. It wasn't even close. Being 14-2 right. scores, that back door is wide open. And especially when Philly knows they're always going to be in control. I just think it's hard. I think it's going to be really hard. They took a 21-10 lead to the half against the Steelers. They end up covering 35-13 full game, 11.5 over the Steelers. Philly is just a monster right now. And as we transition a bit, we've got plenty to do on this game. We'll get into the first half, the second half. We'll get into it all. We've got Mike Somich. We've got Will Hill. We've got Mr. Palm. Palm's pressing three. He's going to join a big Thursday show. But let's start with the trades. I haven't discussed these with you, Michael. And one of them we should start with is Brandon Cooks. Brandon Cooks will not play tonight. Neither will Nico Collins. So, of course, Texans even more hampered. But Cooks wanted to be traded to a contender. They kept him around. This is weird. Well, I mean, obviously, you know, Cooks has been traded a lot. I mean, this is a guy who went from New Orleans to, to, to New England to Los Angeles, and now he's in Houston. I mean, he's been around quite a bit. And so, you know, I, I think it's, you know – and where he wants, obviously, to, as his career expands, he wants to be able to get somewhere where feel the taste of winning, right? So, you know, he's playing on an offense that is 29th in, in points scored, 31st in yards gained. I mean, it's just pute. It's just so bad. It's so bad. But, you know, for all the talk about how bad they are on offense, they're just as bad on defense. I mean, that teams come in and run the ball. I mean, think about this, Patrick. They're the 31st best defensive team in the league in yards per attempt. Now, where Philly is a little misleading is Philly only averages 4.2 yards per attempt. We have almost 10 teams in the league this year that average over five yards per attempt, which is rare, partly because of the six-back offense and how that's happening. So Philly doesn't beat you with a big play here or there. They, they just wear and tear you down. And because of that, how is Houston going to be able to score? And for Cooks, he just wants to go. He wanted to go somewhere. I'm sure he wanted to go to Los Angeles because, I, I mean – one thing about the Rams, whenever they have a problem, they look to receiver to solve it, even though they can't run the ball at all. And it's not a great matchup for the Texans because I guess you could say they're respectable against the pass, uh, you know, middle of the pack, uh, but dead last you as can't, far as you, run you really, You can't say that. You can't say that because teams don't even want to pass. They just want to keep running on them. <laughs> because like they want to run the football. You know, it's yes, like, yes, yes. yeah, like they're seventh in passing attempts against them this year. 
So it's like, why would we run it? Well, why would we throw it? It's like they, you know, it's like Malik Willis said, give him credit. He said, why would we throw it when we were running it as successful as they are? You know, I mean, they're 31st in first downs gained. They're 30th in first downs allowed. Dead last run DVOA. I mentioned the 6-3 per carry over the last three games. And here comes the rush attack of Miles Sanders, of course, Jalen Hurts. So it should be interesting. Quickly, I just wanted to ask you, and then we're going to come the back. Thing, gonna, the other thing please, before we get on the trades, the other thing I think the thing better is we really need to understand is Houston is a 50-minute team, okay? Houston will be worn down by the end of the game. They're small. They rely. Lovey Smith has always been a fast guy. I want quickness. I want speed. I want to play fast. And so we tend to take a lot of smaller guys. And as the game wears on, if they play against a power team like they did against the Raiders, all of a sudden they're in the game and then they're not in the game. So I want to ask you, we're going to get into, we've got an extension today. Bradley Chubb extended with the Dolphins. We'll get to that in just a second. Just quickly, the machinations, this number opened 12 and a half, 13 for Thursday night football with Philly laying it. It got up to 14, bought back down to 13 and a half, up to 14, back down to 13 and a half. But as you see right now, Michael, it's pretty much split. 13 and a half. So if you want to lay it with Philly, if you want to take it with Houston, you can get the 14 and a 45 total. I mean, look, there's no sense in taking 13 and a half when you get 14. It just doesn't, you know, there's no yeah. sense in that. You don't want to, you don't want to lose this game by 28 to 35 to 21, you know, when you could have had, when you could have pushed it. So breaking news in the NFL yesterday as well. It looks like the Commodores are being sold. Jim Irsay Uh-oh. wins that battle. How about that? Bullied out Dan Snyder and Tanya Snyder. Um, also, we got a big re-up, or not necessarily re-up, an extension. Uh, the edge there in Miami, Bradley Chubb extended with the Dolphins. We're coming back with the trade talk next. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month. No matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Tired of restless nights? Meet Lisa, the sleep expert. <sighs> 
Here at Lisa, we know that good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. That's why their mattresses are made for exceptional comfort and support, catering to every sleep need. Check out Lisa Sapira Hybrid Mattress, named best hybrid mattress five years running. Sleep hot? The Chill Collection is built with cool-to-the-touch top fabric and layers of high-density comfort foams, all intended to remove excess body heat while maximizing comfort. With Lisa, getting a new mattress has never been easier. Delivery is free, and you have 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. Don't spend another night dreaming of better sleep. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com forward slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. You're listening to the Lombardi Line on VSEN, featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. Okay, question. Are you a VSEN pro? The answer, if no, is why the hell not? VSEN.com slash subscribe. Pro tools, including the splits we were just discussing. Pro picks will do the work for you. Pro tips. Oh, Mackinnon did a great job. I'm sure you saw it, Michael. Today, he mm-hmm. went through a deep dive college pro home field advantage. Beeson pros yep. get that information. It's really important for betting. Kind of the misnomer of the built-in three in the NFL as far as home field advantage. Beeson.com slash subscribe for more information. That's Beeson.com slash subscribe. Uh, I tried to get your attention during the break. I won't tell you what it is, but I'm obsessed with what you sent me. I like the way that looks. Oh, Michael great. Yes. Good. Uh, I appreciate okay. that. Thank you, Patrick. We- yeah, we've got I, – I really like that. We've got our buddy Thomas Gable just texted. He wants us to ask Palm about how to set the TVs up at the Borgata today in Philly <laughs> because obviously he's got a busy day ahead of him. We've got Mike Samich, professional handicapper, live from Keeneland. He's going to be at the Breeders' Cup. And we've got Will Hill coming up. Let's go to the trades. Uh, big moves, 12 trades. That's the most in 30 years. It was kind of a wild day, wasn't it, Michael? You had Hawkinson in division – Lions to the Vikings, Claypool to the Bears, Roquan Smith, of course, a couple days ago to the Ravens, Ridley to the Jags, and Bradley Chubb. So let's start there, and then we'll get into the news today mm-hmm. that he just signed a big-time extension. Were you surprised? I, obviously, Denver didn't want to pay him. Um, were you surprised mm-hmm. they moved on from Bradley Chubb? Oft injured would be the one thing you could point to for the edge here. Right, and I think to me there's a couple factors. First of all, they made a decision they were not going to extend him. So once they made that decision, they then said to themselves, Bradley Chubb's value to us is a third-round pick a year from now, a compensatory three in 2024, let's say, okay? So whatever we get today for him, if it doesn't impact our chances that greatly, then let's go ahead and do it. So there's, there's two moves that signal this, right? So they didn't want to pay him. So Miami goes ahead and gives them a first-round pick, which basically is has more value than a compensatory third two years from now. Significant upgrade. So they so on the draft chart, they got a lot of points for that. Great trade. So it's a great trade for 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 Denver. Then they trade for Jacob Martin, who's not nearly the player caliber of of Chubb. Of Chubb but he can play a role that one of the roles that Chubb played to go along with Browder and Gregory when he comes back. So for the little bit that they lost in Chubb, they gained a little bit back and they got a one. It's a great trade. 
so you, they couldn't say no to that trade. And Miami knew they weren't going to say no to that trade because Miami basically dip, double-dipped down. So then Miami says, okay, we'll give you the one, but we need to have time to work a parameter deal out with Chubb's attorneys so we can understand what we're getting into and how this is going to affect our cap today, tomorrow, and the next year. And so that, that happened. And then once they kind of got the framework of that deal done, they announced the trade, and then it was off to the races. So you loved it from the Broncos' perspective. Today, five-year extension worth $110 million. The Finns extend Bradley Chubb. So he's going to be there through the 2027 season. What did you think about it from Miami's perspective? Well, look, I love Chubb coming out, but I was disappointed Chubb as a pro. I thought he was going to be more of a an elite rusher. I think he's a good rusher. I don't think he's an elite rusher. I don't think he I don't think he's one of those guys that you have to say we got to take him out of the game. I think certain tackles he's going to play good against, certain tackles he might not play as well against. I think he's a good player. I think he's a solid I think he's, do I think he's a blue chip player? No. I don't. I think he's 7-0. I think he's in that 6-0 to 6-4 category. So for Miami, they're, I think they were 25th in the league in sacks per play, right? They don't really rush the passer very effectively. Their defensive numbers have been very bad and steadily declining as this year has gone on, evidenced by the 31 points they gave up in Detroit in the first half. Now, they fixed it in the second half, partly because uh, of some of the errors that Detroit made, but it's a move that they're going all in. I mean, the owner's in his 80s. He's made it very clear when he announced the building of the new facility. He said, I, I expect to win a Super Bowl very soon. So they feel like they've got everything in order. They got the quarterback that they want. They got the receivers that they want. Now they got a pass rusher. We'll see. Do I love it? I don't love paying a one for Chubb, and I especially don't like paying all that money for Chubb. Similar to what the Broncos did, the Lions decided they didn't want to pay TJ Hawkinson. So they send him in division to the Vikings. Remember, the Vikings got desperate because they're going to be without Irv Smith Jr., uh, with a high ankle. So Hawkinson, who's a very good player, a little maybe a little overrated camp lock, those type of things, but he's he's as far as stretching the field as a tight end, he can do that for you now. No, no doubt. I mean, look, and, and for for Detroit, you say why would Detroit trade in division? Well, Detroit basically got double the you know, instead of taking the 3, they got a 2. They're going to get a three-form in compensatory, so they got that. So, so what? Minnesota overpaid for the value. Okay, that's what they did, and that's how these trades were getting done this year. Everybody was paying more than the compensatory, which is the only reason why you would trade the guy. Why would I trade him unless I want him out of the building for anything less than than a compensatory? And and teams are saying, okay, we'll give you more. We'll, we'll overpay you. It's like owning a home and you put the sale price up at a million and, and then now you have three bids at one five. You, go, you know what I mean? You got to sell it. So, But if somebody only offers you 800 for the house and you want a million, now I'm going to hang on to this for a little while. Right. And, sorry to interrupt. Let's go ahead and throw that up. The one thing that frustrated me, Michael, is I felt like the Lions had a little leverage there. Of course, Minnesota was desperate to get a tight end. Why would they then return for two fourth rounders, right? Couldn't have Holmes just said, no, I'm not doing that. And then Minnesota's going to be like, okay, I, I know I'm getting nitpicky, but it did feel like going back the other way with two fourth rounders. Well, here's it, how it I think it, here's how it worked. Okay. So basically they used the third round compensatory as the baseline, that total point. Okay. So, and that total point has to be present valued 
to the day today, to today, to today, right? So in 2024, you get a three. What is a three in 2024 worth in 2023? Okay. So now what's that worth? Okay. So how do I make that better? So basically this was all done analytically by points. And so what, 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 what he should have done is said, okay, he probably didn't have very many other offers that were above this. So he did the best deal he could based on points. My question to the Lions is simply, what is your plan? What is your plan? (laughs) I'm sorry, I'm laughing. Uh, Let's talk about the impact on the field for Minnesota. Minnesota, of course, this weekend, they are at the Commanders. Drama, of course, with the Commanders right now. But they're laying three. A couple of shops own three and a half. Hawkinson gives that security to Cousins. Do you like his mesh here with this team? You know, I do, because I think in chess and in football, controlling the middle of the field is so important, and especially in the offense that Kevin O'Connell runs. you got to have a tight end. you got to have somebody that can really do the things inside to go along with your outside receiver, Justin Jefferson. So I think it gives them another guy that can help them control the ball. Their numbers are really good when you watch them play and you grade them over the 19 categories in terms of what determines winning. So I do. I think they paid a heavy price for it. But I think at the end of the day, they get themselves a pass-catching tight end that can make plays in the middle of the field, and it'll, this will help Jefferson as much as anything. You know, the big story, uh, teams that made trades, teams that didn't make trades. Green Bay didn't make a trade. However, the Bears made a trade for a wide receiver. Uh, they went out and got Chase Claypool for a second rounder from the Steelers. What was your right. reaction? Well, I think here's what happened if you're a Packer fan, and Big Daddy obviously is very upset because yes. the, he, why didn't we trade him? Well, Here's why you didn't get him. Chicago's, Chicago wanted, you know, Pittsburgh wanted Chicago's two more than Green Bay because they know even though Green Bay's not playing well, at the end of the day, Green Bay's probably going to win more games than Chicago this year, okay? So unless Green Bay was willing to say to, to Pittsburgh, we'll give you a two and a four for Claypool, that's the only way they're going to win the hand, right? They can't win the hand unless they threw something else in it. And if you throw a five or a six, it really does it really matter? So you had to throw a four into the, into the pile to get them to take it. And since Green Bay wouldn't throw a four in, clearly they wouldn't throw a four in, they, they don't get the deal and Chicago gets them. To me, if I'm Chicago, it helps them in the sense they get a big receiver who's got a huge wingspan and a catch radius, which you need with your quarterback, which you need really with your quarterback. And so by having that, it allows you to kind of build around them. The problem is you put a lot of – that's a big asset you just put into the receiver position when your offensive line is a disaster. You're 31st and 32nd in sacks per play, and your defensive line needs a lot of help as well. So, like, for me, to get better, if I'm Ryan Poles, like you get better you're – not, you're not with Andy Reid. you got to get better in the trenches. But, you know, this is – I think it's a good trade. It fits. I don't think I would have done it. I would have rather had – all the picks to put in offensive linemen because I've got so much money in the offseason to go get a receiver that I'd rather pay for the receiver than than pay for the than 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 give up a draft pick for him. How about your boy? I can't Ron pay Rivera? for offensive line. I can't pay for offensive linemen in, in free agency. I can't pay much for defensive linemen either. So I I know I can pay for receivers. Go ahead. I'm sorry. If we, no, if we could all have the job security of Ron Rivera, he swung and missed on William okay. Jackson. He got a six-rounder back for him. I mean, it's unbelievable. Rivera has completely But they traded a seventh back. It, it was a dump. Yeah, but that's exactly right. It was a dump. <laughs>
that organization is the Commanders. A lot of drama there. That's next. You're listening to the Lombardi Line on VSIN, featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. Okay, first bet, express bet, sign up to bet the Breeders' Cup with Horse Racing's number one app. It's first bet and get 10 bucks free as soon as you sign up. Plus, you can get 100% match on your first deposit up to $200 using the promo code HORSE200 to claim your offer. Breeders' Cup's picks, remember Friday and Saturday, they're Cleanland Insights on vcin.com. Brought to you by First Bet. Go to vcin.com slash horses for details. That's vcin.com slash horses for details. Okay, we're back. Got a busy show the rest of the way. Will Hill's going to join us. Our buddy Mike Samich, actually from Keeneland, is going to join us. And, of course, Mike Palm on Thursdays with Palms Pressing 3. Um, okay, I just wanted to dial it back just a little bit on these trades. You know, one of them, it's not necessarily sexy when a defender gets moved, but Roquan Smith. Kind of low-key, the Ravens' defense has been pretty bad. And I think that frees up Queen to kind of rush the passer a little bit right at linebacker, Mike. And, and it, 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 Michael, the, Smith is always leading the league in tackles, so you know he's going to tackle. Yeah, you know, that 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 number's always misleading because where are you making the tackles? Are you making them three okay. or five yards down the field? Are you making them, you know, so I thought Rokom was a little heavy this year. I think he needs to lose weight. I thought he lost some of his fat, his quickness and quick twitch, you know, and I think Baltimore needs him because Queen's a little light inside. He makes too many mistakes, you know, and sometimes he can fly to the ball, but sometimes I think they'll move him to Will Linebacker and let him kind of just, like, take off as a punt return because essentially – Today's game with the linebackers, they're like it's like covering punts all the time. Nobody takes on a block. Nobody feels. Nobody does what they used to do twenty ten years ago. So it gives them a better inside combination of linebacker. Plus, I think if they get Rokon in better shape, he didn't look in great shape. Watch the Dallas tape last week, and you know Dallas. A lot of those, you know, he's having a hard time playing off blocks. Now I get that he's not in a good spot in his contract. He was a good player at one time. I still think he's a good player, but I think he could be even better. And I think it's a great move for Baltimore because Baltimore basically paid a little bit more than what they what, – and they can recoup it back if he goes out in free agency. So they paid a two. If they don't sign him, they're going to get a compensatory three. Their two is like a high three anyway because they'll be finished somewhere between 22, 20, you know, somewhere down there. So I, I thought it was a, a really a, a, an easy win for Baltimore. Plus, what nobody takes into account is you get a chance to live with the guy before you want to extend him, right? I get time. I get time to kind of rent the house a little bit, whether I want to live here or not. Two running backs on the move. The 49 I like Wilson. 49ers sent Wilson to the Dolphins, of course, familiarity with the head coach. And then what do you think the impact of Hines to the Bills will be? Well, I think it gives them exactly the kind of back that Zach Moss didn't fit for them. Zach Moss was a plotter, a downhill runner. He fits better to back up J- Jonathan Taylor than he does to, in the Buffalo six-back offense, right? So Hines is perfect. He's a nickel loose play back. He's an outlet for them. I mean, they could do a lot of different things with them. I think it's a really good move for Buffalo to have him. It's another another weapon in their arsenal that they have a lot of arsenal in, you know. So I, I liked it. It didn't cost that much, and you know, for them it works. It gives them another third down converter, another guy that's reliable to win the route and to make somebody miss in the open field. Because the one thing when you run this six back offense, you, and your point guard is a is a carrier like he is in Josh Allen, the the, the floor is space pretty wide, and that'll help Hines tremendously. 
Okay, so you're the only one that can answer this at the network and pretty much one of a small few of people that can answer this. So let's talk about Big Dead events and let's talk about his Green Bay Packers. <laughs> so there's more to the story. Yeah. It's easy for me to say, why didn't Gudenkist make a play? Alan Lazard, wide receiver one, is not going to get it done. Brandel Cobb, we understand the situation there. Why didn't Green Bay do something? And is there more to the story here? I think exactly what I laid out, right? They offered the two. I'm told reliably they offered a two for Claypool. But their they two's did. no okay. good. Got it. Their, their two isn't good enough. So they had to sweeten it. And guys like Gutekust and these guys that come from the, 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 uh, the Ted Thompson school, they value these mid-round draft picks so much, so much. Like, they find like they're going to find gold, and sometimes they do, and I don't take it away from them. But, you know, like Sean Payton or Belichick's, they they know how to massage how to get an extra pick by just moving around in the draft and doing those kind of things. So, you know, if he gives up the fourth, does the Steelers and Omar Khan take it? I think they probably do. Would I have given up a fourth for Claypool? I probably would have because I would have said, look, we'll fi- we'll figure out a way to get the fourth back. I guess that's my point. It's like I understand sticking to your plan and sticking to the point system with the value, you know, the implied value of these draft picks. But it's like eventually you just look at your roster and say, this kid can make a difference. We got to go for it. It's early in the season. I think what what are they doing? I think the underlying I think the underlying Mark Murphy runs the team. Nobody wants to talk about it, but he runs the team. And so maybe he just doesn't want to give it up. You know, if I and and LaFleur just coaches what he has. And one of the things I thought we learned after the Monday night game or the Sunday night game about Buffalo, about Green Bay, was they got to run the ball. And Claypool would have really fit. He would have been a, a better blocker on the perimeter in the run game, a bigger guy. One thing about Claypool that's so effective is the fact that he's big. And so when you're playing against a team like Cincinnati who plays Mike Hilton in the slot and you want to run out of the nickel, you get a big guy on Mike Hilton, you're going to be able to block the slot corner. Whereas if you try to get a little guy against Mike Hilton, he's a little guy. He Mike Hilton's a tough guy. Mike Mike Hilton's like a bulldog. He's going to win that matchup. So you got to be so it kind of fit. And then you get two years to really spend with Claypool, whether you want him. At the end of the day, is that fourth? To me, this is the this is kind of like the when college scouts run run teams, they make decisions based on the draft, not based on how to build the team, the current team today. Okay, we got a lot of handicapping with Will Hill on the Thursday night game coming up in just a few minutes. We've got Mike Samich, we've got Palm as well. So I want to give you a few minutes on a few things. Uh, one, John McVay, 91, former 49er GM, passed away, 22 seasons with the 49ers, of course, the grandfather of Sean McVay. I know he meant something to you. But yeah, it meant a great deal. I mean, there's always people that touch your life, and I've had so many. I've been so blessed to do that. And with Coach McVay, I called him Coach, you know, People remember him from, and I said this on, on the podcast, people remember him from the miracle at the Meadowlands, right? That game. Well, what people don't remember about that game, it wasn't that coach was doing something stupid. The rules were different then. The clock was controlled by the official, and nobody had understanding of where the clock was. So teams back then had to run the ball, had to kind of actually run their offense because they didn't know how much time was going to be left in the game. They couldn't take a step back with the quarterback and kneel it down. And so they changed the rules and put the clocks out there so that would have eliminated the play. But he got fired after that. He goes out to San Francisco, 
And, you know, he, he takes a role of his Bill Walsh's general manager. And, and whatever his titles were all through that, that's what he was. And he was the quiet, unsung guy behind the scenes. And my ability to, because I was a gopher, I would go up into his office pretty much every day. I had to handle the, the pro board, which is this giant magnetic board that had every pro player's name on it based on their position by team. And so every day there was a transaction. I had to go change the board. And so I got to be in his office quite a bit and listen to him have conversations from Eddie DeBartolo to some team he was trying to trade a player to. So I, I learned a lot from listening, and he was very gracious towards me. And I think the Bill Walsh summed it up the best. McVay was an unsung guy. He never had any pictures of himself in the office. He never took himself serious. He always knew his role was to serve the coach because he was a coach, and he always reminded me of that. And Walsh, when, when he, and in his home in Granite Hills, Granite Bay out in Sacramento, he had a picture of Coach Walsh on his wall, and, it's, and Coach Walsh signed that picture with the words, you are the master. And I think that's accurately portrays him. This is random. Upper East Side, years and years ago, when Tom Coughlin was coaching the Giants, he was at a random Irish bar. And the reason I bring it up is because I remember he and his wife, Judy, were the nicest. Everybody was going up to them. They yeah. couldn't have been kinder. The perception of, you know, Coughlin was that he was prickly. Anyway, I bring it up because, unfortunately, Judy Coughlin passed away at 77. Yeah, and just she a been, random she had one, been but sick I for a while. She had been sick for a while, and unfortunately, you know, at 77, that's too early to leave. Dan Snyder, we got a minute and a half here. <laughs> I, I can't believe he's capitulated. <laughs> I can't believe he is capitulated. Well, I mean, it looks look, like he's going to sell. Sometimes, look, first of all, who wants, you know, this whole, this is what I love about how people can spin stuff and we're so stupid, we actually believe it. Like, who wants to be Dan Snyder's partner? Nobody. Nobody. I'll answer that. Nobody wants to be his partner. Everybody, no. So the fact that he's putting it up for sale isn't looking for investors. Nobody wants to be his partner. Nobody wants to attach their name to him. So they couched it in a way to where it doesn't look as bad. He's selling the team. Nobody wants to be his partner. So, and look, it's checkmate. I mean, this. then eight hours later, the, the Senate comes out with, they're going to, you know, the, the Virginia, whatever that court is, you know, they're, they're, they're looking into charges. I mean, it's, it's kind of bad. And, and, and he doesn't have any allies left. I mean, he said he was never going to change the name of the team. He did. He said he was never going to, you know, fire a coach. He always did. Now he's, he said he never – look, he's going to – I, I, this is my hunch, Patrick. I think they basically said, Dan, we guarantee you're going to get $6 billion for the team. Walk. How do you turn that down? Nobody is more universally disliked in America than Dan Snyder. It is very clear. We can all agree on one thing. Nobody likes Dan Snyder. Nobody wants to be we his like, partner. Nobody. Will Hill is next. We like Will. We'll get a prop on tonight's game. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? 
I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At ChumbaCasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Good sleep should come naturally. And with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between award-winning mattress brand Lisa and home design favorite West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is the culmination of these two companies' shared values. Premium materials, meticulous craftsmanship, and sustainable practices. Made with natural latex, responsibly sourced natural wool, and environmentally safe foams, the Natural Hybrid elevates your sleep sanctuary. Indulge your senses and supports a greener tomorrow. Plus, when you purchase the natural hybrid, you're also helping fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Since 2015, Lisa has donated more than 40,000 mattresses to ensure children and families have a safe place to sleep. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart. You're listening to the Lombardi Line on VSIN, featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. Okay, World Series continues tonight. Baseball fans can make every World Series at bat mean more than ever with BetMGM, an official sports betting partner of Major League Baseball. Download the BetMGM app today and add a new level of excitement to the on-field action. When you sign up, you'll enjoy instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, player props. Remember, they redid the app as well. You're going to really like it. Again, bet the World Series over at BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks, 21 years or older, 1-800-GAMBLER. If you have an issue, promotional offer not available, Mississippi, Nevada, or New York. Okay, Lombardi Line, presented by BetMGM. He's Michael Lombardi. I'm Patrick Maher. We welcome in Visa Insider, our buddy Will Hill now. Now, as we start the conversation Monday, on Monday's Lombardi line, Will Hill took a lot of shots. And I think it's only fair, because of his habitual mm-hmm. texting, I think it's only fair to let you have yes. a, a minute here to defend yourself, which is really indefensible, but please, give it a shot. I think you guys need to defend yourselves. We've gone an hour here. We haven't spent any time talking about Kyrie Irving. That's why people turn on the Lombardi line. They want to hear the latest on Kyrie's latest press conference. And all we're doing is talking NFL. I mean, what are we doing? Uh, no, it, it was well, fun. It's I mean, NFL. See, I mean, it's NFL season. I mean, let's face it. I mean, you know, you you know, we that, there was no hitter last night. We didn't even talk about that. But, you know, how do you get away from the NFL's a 24? Uh, let me ask you this before you defend yourself, which I want you to do. What do you think is going to be higher ratings, the World Series game tonight or the, the this bad football game? Ooh, that's a great question. That's I will say the World Series. Yeah, it is. It, I think World Series, just because it's on Fox and the football game, not only is it bad, but it's on an app where you have to kind of go out of your way to find it. So I will I say agree. World Series just because it's 2-2. It's tied. Look, if you're baseball, if you can't beat the NFL tonight, you got major issues. The numbers are – I, I think agree. that's a great now, go point. Ahead, the numbers yourself. are – 
Yeah, the numbers are down uh, as far as Thursday night because people are having a hard time finding Prime. But please, uh, defend yourself, this texting drama. No, I mean, it, it was all fair criticism. You know, it was, it, you know, some of the feeds are ahead of the other feeds and, and we're spoiling it for each other. So I got to do a better job cleaning that up. It was really the end of that Panthers-Falcon game was such an emotional roller coaster because I had the Panthers plus four. I have them to win the division and it looks like, all right, they're going to lose, but at least maybe they can cover. And that went back and forth a bunch of times where the Falcons look like we're going to draw them off sides and maybe take a knee, kick the field goal. They go up six. Uh, Carolina is not going to cover. So I just completely turned it off. And then I'm getting texts. Oh my God, Panthers. Oh my God, Panthers. Like, yeah, I know they blew the cover, but once I got like the third or fourth text, like what could have possibly happened? And see, they take the lead. I, I changed the channel and they missed the extra point. It was really just a, a wild game. Still trying to figure out how they didn't win that game. At least they covered, but my goodness. Okay. Fair enough. No doubt. I don't know I, it, it's, it's still hard. Still hard yeah, to figure out. I don't out know, why they I, I don't know that if that game. was much of a defense, but we'll give you credit for it now. <laughs> Let's go. And another reason maybe tonight's not so highly rated is because it is the Eagles and the Texans. It looks like, Will, we're getting 14s on the board. Again, if you are betting Philly, you can find a 13 and a half. If you're betting Houston, a 14. Let's start with an overview on the matchup. Yeah, great point. Find the 14 if you like the dog. Uh, That was well said. I echo a lot of what Lombardi said. Look, if you know the Titans are going to run the ball, if everyone in the building knows they're running the wishbone, they're going to run it every snap. They're going to throw it for 10 completions or five completions. 55 yards, and they're still going to gash you on the ground for 315 yards uh, at seven yards per carry. How are you have any chance to stop the Eagles here? Because the Eagles are better at the skill positions. They're better at quarterback. They're better offensive line. They run a faster tempo. The only thing is, like, I don't like laying two touchdowns on the row, especially in the NFL, a short week. So I have a hard time laying the, the full 13 and a half or 14. The only thing for Houston, you're home. It's prime time. This is a spot where, you know, if you can't get up for this game, I mean, this is probably a game where they bring their best fastball now. Can they break 85 miles an hour with their best fastball? I'm not sure. Have you guys seen their receivers tonight? It's, I think, Philip Dorsett, Chris Moore, and yes. Tyron Johnson. That's a rough group. We know Philly's MO in these games. They get a big lead. They sort of take the foot off the gas the second half. So at 45 and a half, I would lean the under. Um, my, my roundabout way of saying this, if you're going to play this, I would play the seven and a half in the first half. I just see this being like 17-3 Philly second, uh, you know, at halftime. Second half, they just run the ball, run the clock. They get out of here with, uh, I don't know, 27-10, 27-13. Can Houston score 13 points? But that's the kind of game I see. I just, I can't lay 14 on the road, but I don't want any part of the Texans. But uh, Eagles should roll here. Yeah, I, I mean, I think you, you, you hit the nail. To me, this is a first-half play. The Eagles are the best team in the second quarter. They, their whole mantra is to get the lead and play from in front, which they have all year. Uh, I think that seven is a, it, it, that seven's a, a lot. I would play that. I'm surprised it's not at least eight. I thought it would be a little bit more. And by the way, Houston can't score in the first half. They're averaging eight points per in the first half. A little under six, I think it is, over the last three. Remember, they just mustered a field goal in the first half against Tennessee. So, again, first half, the number seven and a half, the Eagles laying it. They're seven and oh ATS in the first half. The first quarter number tonight, the Eagles laying three. Any thoughts just quickly here, Will, on the total? Uh, looks like we're sitting 45. Yeah, and there's some 45 and a half out there. I would go under just because I don't know how many points Texans are going to score. If you want to isolate and go Texans team total under to really narrow, isolate your handicap, you could do that. I could see a scenario where the Eagles get a big lead and just take the foot off the gas. 
It's a short week. They're, they don't look for style points. They're not one of these teams that runs up the score anyway. So I could see, like I said, I don't know, 27-13 type of game. I would lean towards the under here. I, I think Philly can kind of name their score, but I don't know that they really want to. So I would lean under. Okay. Your Minnesota Vikings, and you're welcome. I don't. I didn't get a thank you text about T.J. Hawkinson, but we'll deal with that <laughs> later. Uh, Minis- Minnesota, uh-huh. you got you got a new. Uh, wide receiver. That's essentially what he is. He's a big target. He can stretch the field. Hawkinson there, Minnesota at Washington. Washington's got a lot of drama right now. Look at your number. You're up to three and a half with your Vikings. Yeah, it's funny. All the coverage the NFL gets, the trade deadline, that was a trade that was sort of out of left field within the division. I didn't think they gave up a ton to get him. I think Cousins is now armed with probably the best skill guys in the league. When you look at Theo and Jefferson, Osborne, Cook, now Hawkinson, that's a really loaded group, but look, I was on Tuesday, and when you guys were off, I, I gave out Washington plus three and a half. I just continue to think Minnesota's not that good. I know they're winning. I know they're covering somehow against Arizona as Arizona muffed the punt. You know, we've seen so many muffed punts this year. It's amazing, but Minnesota still being out gain yards per play. This is only their third true road game. Their other two at Philly, where they got buried. At Miami, they got out gained by 250 yards. To me, Washington is much better with Heineke. He's clearly an upgrade over Wentz, which is crazy to say, but He's at least serviceable. The team seems to rally around them. Washington still has a pretty good front seven to me. This is, I don't know, Vikings by a field goal. They keep getting lucky in these games, so maybe there's something to them winning all these close games where it's funny. The past few years, they've been so good but so unlucky in in close games. It's really gone the other way this year. But I do think that three and a half, uh, when you're getting the hook here, is valuable. I do like Washington plus the three and a half. I think the first drive of this game is going to determine the game. I think if Cousins gets comfortable and plays well, he's back in Washington. You know he has. He can't wait to play good in the field or there because of what all happened with the owner. Uh, if he's comfortable and feels protected by his offensive line, he'll carve up this secondary. If not, then I think it gives Washington a chance. And, and the one thing Heineke does is I think he has a, the team believes in him more than they did Wentz. I think that they play more inspired for him. How about this, Will? Uh, a weird spot for betters because Verlander, who's been good in his career in the postseason, beating your Yankees, as you'll remember, as a Tiger, but he's been terrible in World Series games. But Philly's throwing Syndergaard, and I couldn't back Syndergaard with your money. So are you? where are you tonight as far as the World Series? Yeah, it's funny. These guys pitched against each other the first weekend of the season, that first Saturday where Syndergaard was with the Angels, hadn't pitched in a while. Verlander was... Uh, on his way back too, it is funny because Verlander really hasn't been great in these playoffs. Seattle bombed him. The Yankees had a chance to get to him. They left a million guys in scoring position. They couldn't get to him. But then uh, against Philly the other night, he was perfect the first three innings through the lineup. And then the fourth and fifth, he was a disaster. I thought Dusty left him in way too long. And he left McCullers in. I don't know if you guys talked about that at all. Probably not. But uh, he let McCullers give up five home runs. Now, maybe he thought after the fifth home run, McCullers would settle in the other night. But Dusty's been uh, a little slow to the draw here. So, I do think Houston sort of rescued the momentum last night. Momentum can be tricky with baseball, but look, Houston won 20 more games for a reason. Uh, They get two out of three in their building. I got to figure Houston finds a way to win two out of three and wins this series. And there's a lot of pressure on them because, you know, they're in the World Series every year. They only won that one World Series, and and let's face it, it was tainted. They cheated. If they lost this one somehow, it would be a bad look, but I, I do think Houston gets it done. Uh, it's good. Boy, I tell you what, it's going to be a tough time for Thomas Gable. Got the Eagles on one screen, the Phillies yeah. on the other screen. You know, it's going to be a hard one. I, I mean, look, that I, I don't know if how you bounce back. What's your mindset after you get no hit? What's your mindset after you get no hit? I mean, that, that was amazing that that's only the second no hitter we've ever seen in World Series history. 
Yeah, combined. Yeah, no for doubt. The te- combined for the Astros. How about your Philly fans being mean to Mattress Mac, Michael? I mean, you got to leave the guy oh my alone. God, that's almost horrible. 80 years old. Leave the I guy mean. 70 years old. But, you know, it just shows you. There were how many pitchers last night? Four or five? Houston. It, Houston. Was a, yeah, they had to have used three. Used I think four? Garcia went six, then they went 79. So it might have been four total, yeah. Four. All right. So could you imagine if, if they would have pulled Don Larson in the eighth inning? I mean, no. think about that. <laughs> How about if you would have gone to the mound? Say Gibson was pitching last night for Houston. What do you think would have happened if that guy came to the mound to get him in the sixth? You're going to need a dentist <laughs> appointment on your way back. Four pitchers exactly. combined <laughs> shutout. Yes, yesterday for the Texans. Five, excuse me, for the Astros. Five, nothing. There is a game. Thank you, Will. Appreciate you. Thanks, There's Will. a game on the board. A little birdie told me that Michael is circling early. We'll get to that next. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, exercise, and medication decisions. And all those decisions can lead to big results, like more time in range and lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.